2: The Dave Damaschek Football Program, available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com Now here's your host, Dave Damaschek.
3: Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damaschek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damaschek Football Program, available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, and nfl.com.
1: S-h-e-k. Shek, shek, S-H-E-K,
3: A good show lined up for you. I'm saying it here and now. I guarantee it. How about that? I think it's going to be good. In just a matter of moments, walking through our doors will be, assuming he can fit because he's big, Terrence Knighton, pot roast, now of, uh, of the D.C. team. Black tie behind the glass. Why are you making eyes like that? What's Whoa. wrong
4: with you? Way to go. Don't don't get weird with him when he gets here. He knows don't, he's. Don't I, let don't let him knock you out now. I don't think. He, listen, if he wants it, he can
3: get it. He can't hit what he can't catch. You understand? Uh. And Damashek is cat quick, quick like a puma. Um, and, uh, also we're going to talk for the first time in a couple of months, at least some fantasy football. It's just about here with, uh, with our pal, Michael Fabiano, of course, from NFL.com and NFL fantasy live. And by the way, if you're ready to dig in on the fantasy talk full bore, of course, lots of draft kit stuff up there at NFL.com currently, as well as the uh the podcast is back now with Marcus Grant, Alex Gelhar, who was just plum dynamite on our podcast earlier this week. I encourage you nay demand that you go back and listen to that one. We did our ifs segment by division. We tackled the AFC North on our most recent one. We played the ifs game. This team will win the division if this one thing happens. This team will finish last if that thing happens, anyhow. Go back and listen to that one; that was good stuff. Right now, though, here he comes. Before we get the Fabiano, here he comes through the door. It's Pot Roast.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, I'm excited for this one. Look who's in Studio 66. You most recently watched him toil for the Denver Broncos. Now he's a member of
2: our nation's capitals
3: pro football team. It's Terrence Pot Roast Knighton. What's the poop, fella?
2: What's going on, man? Just getting ready for camp.
3: Yeah, I bet you are. Me too. All right, let's jump right into it here. We're going to do the two-minute drill, fast action questions, and hopefully answers from you. You all set? I'm ready. Start the clock. First question is, you can only eat the flesh of one beast for the rest of your life to the exclusion of all others. Which one are you choosing?
2: Um, I'll go cow. That's
3: incorrect. Swine is the correct answer. <laughs> bacon? You don't want to eat bacon anymore? Uh, Next question. What's the best preparation of beef? Um Pyros. I, I mean, I, it took you a long time to come up with that one, but it's incorrect. It's the New York strip steak, of course. <laughs> Get yourself some uh, nice mashed potatoes to go with it too, Ooh, and some mushrooms. I, that I, makes I, it extra yeah. That sounds good. Alright, let's move on. What's the best word to describe your physique?
2: Um, sexy.
3: Oh, I like that one. You know what? Yeah, give give him point. the point for yeah, that one. I like point. that one. I was going to go with Husky. But you know what? <laughs> sexy is even better. You've tabbed DC's defense, and I like this quite a bit, Capital Punishment. Right. What's the best nickname for a defense ever?
2: Um, Purple People Eaters.
3: Incorrect. Close, though. Same era. It's the Steel Curtain. It's nah. Those fellas. Don't, yeah, don't nah me.
2: People Eaters? Come on
3: pretty good I, I you know what I, I'm not gonna fight you too hard on that one <laughs> your pals with Kevin Durant where he where will he be playing in 2017
2: uh I'm gonna go with the nation's capital I think you'd be Washington. you're
3: correct I think that's where he's headed uh, as well the worst uniform you've worn in the NFL you played for the Jags <laughs> you played for the Broncos and soon you'll be in that glorious I really love those gold pants especially
2: um I would have to say my last year in Jacksonville they got kind of weird with
3: that's correct. Look at that. It's, ho- it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, Even, that yeah, that's not sexy. That's no, not sexy. No. Um, who'd win in a fight between a real Jaguar and a real Bronco?
2: Um, I would go with the Bronco.
3: Let's see. You're correct. It would kick it. It would uh, it would sure use those was. hind legs and kick that Jaguar away. Best TV show theme song ever.
2: Um I would go with Martin. Martin. Martin, how's that
3: one even go? I don't even know how. My I'm favorite
2: gonna... TV show. It's my favorite TV show. All
3: right, that's a. It's a Hawaii Five O. <laughs> All right, nicely done, Terrence Knight. And now let's kibitz, you and me, like two, uh, like two people. And I we mentioned obviously you came from the Denver Broncos, a glorious run for you personally and for the team. Really got very close to uh, to the Lombardi Trophy more than once. What happened with Peyton Manning there? What's your assessment from what you could tell with uh, coming down to December, January? He just wasn't right, and he had the injury. What, 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 what was well, your read on
2: it? Well, I mean, he's a, he's a competitor, man. He, you know, he played through a lot of injuries, injuries that we didn't even know about, and um, you know, he was just he was just trying to fight through it. He knew what type of team we had, and you know, the, um, you know, father time is undefeated, and he mm-hmm. knew that, you know. Not sure if he's ever going to come back again, if he's going to have another opportunity to play. So he put everything he had onto the field.
3: So legitimately there was some thought that he this might be it for me. I don't know if I can come back from the groin or whatever was – or the quad that was yeah, on Yeah, I think
2: um, if we would have won the Super Bowl my first year there, it would have probably been a little – You know, I, I probably think he probably would have hung it up then.
3: Interesting. What's the – so that you lost to the Ravens in that one, I think is the game you're talking about there. What's the worst uh, professional loss you've had?
2: it was probably a super bowl game when we lost to seattle it was just uh it was tough you know what i mean uh it felt like a nightmare if i could if i could go back and do it again i would and um you know after the game i just it just felt unreal did you at the locker room at halftime did you feel like man oh man we're doomed or did you
3: come out thinking we can still get in this thing until percy harvin makes that kick return
2: yeah halftime you know i'm still you know optimistic obviously um you know a lot of football left and we had Peyton Manning in that quarterback. So, um, you know, you're a little less worried and, you know, you kind of get a feel for the game. You know, we didn't see Percy Harvin on film all year. And mm-hmm. they had a totally different playbook than, you know, we expected. But, um, you know, I, I was definitely optimistic till about, you know, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Boy, that'd
3: be a great luxury, as a matter of fact, if you could have a guy who no one saw in on film for an entire year and then you just unveil him for the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, especially how um, explosive he is. Yeah, He's a game changer. And um, it's hard to prepare for him even when you do have tape for him because there's so many things you can do with him. He lined up at quarterback, running back, wide receiver. So it was tough. But, um, you know, all in all, it was a great experience to play in the Super Bowl. Who wins
3: a foot race, Potrose Knighton or Peyton Manning?
2: Me probably by five yards.
3: Really, you think so? Because I've seen him there. There he goes, right there. Yeah, it's not very impressive to look at for one of the greats to ever play the game.
2: Oh, uh, that was probably what 2002 or something. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, this is him at his very best, and and even Damashek might be able to take Peyton Manning in a foot race. All right, now let's talk about your new place. You're in our nation's capital, like we talk about. First impressions of RG3.
2: Um. He's he's willing to learn. You know, he's a, he's a leader, and, um, you know, he accepts his responsibilities, and he knows, you know, there's a lot of pressure on him right now, and he's just embracing it. And, um, you know, I talk to him all the time, just playing with Peyton and seeing how Peyton prepares and how he leads. And, you know, he's always picking my brain about him. And, you know, when I see him prepare, I always tell him, you know, do everything full speed, even in walk walkthrough. And, you know, that's just something I learned from Peyton Manning. It's just, you know, mm. if it becomes – so consistent in your life it becomes you know just second nature and um you know he he, right now he's just trying to be perfect everybody's trying to be perfect everybody's optimistic everyone thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl right now so um we're just doing the little things and I'm just you know spreading knowledge about things that I've learned from veterans and you know playing in the Super Bowl and seeing what the team looks like that makes it to a Super Bowl. Well, you
3: played against RG three, obviously it, uh, you know, once is that you've only, uh, went up against him once yeah. as a, as a, as a foe. What did you think of him when you saw him that way?
2: Um, you know, I, the last thing I remember is putting him out the game. Actually, uh, <laughs> he didn't play the next few games after I hit him, but you know, uh, the first half, you know, they actually had a lead on us and, um, you know he's one of those type of guys. If you you know you can tell from his rookie year when he gets in a good rhythm, he's hard to stop. And you know I think his main thing is his confidence. And once guys around him make him comfortable and he's confident, and guys are catching the ball and everybody's on the same page, you know just feeds off to the rest of the team. So um, you know once the quarterback is confident and comfortable, it, it just spreads throughout the team and we'll need that.
3: I'm not saying this because you're seated uh, seated this closely to me. I really did feel like you were a real linchpin for that defense uh, in in Denver, and I agree it's not just – I I don't think it's blind optimism for yourself or confidence in yourself when you say the skin's got a steel in me. You've been criticized for your weight and stuff like that. What do you say to RG3? Do you say – how do you you deal with that? The first time you start seeing people knocking you like that, is there anything you – part that you can impart to R G three with that. You know,
2: I, I mean every day in the NFL you gotta prove yourself. So um it was just more criticism, you know, more fuel to the fire. And um you know I'm I'm blessed every day to be able to play in this league. It's something I wanted to do since I was about three years old, dreaming of playing this league. So I don't I don't take it for granted. You know, um people are gonna say what they want to say, but I'm living the dream. So um you know, I'm living better than most. You know, I don't have any worries financially or, you know, um I, I, you know, during the offseason season, I can do what I want, go where I want, buy what I want. So, um, you know, I take I take good care of my family. So, um, you know, I don't I don't I tell them not to feed so much in the negativity, but um, you know, I definitely tell guys that, you know, like even some Bronco players that are facing contract issues, like Demarius Thomas recently, I just gave them, you know, some advice to just you know, just just know what you're worth and just you know, whatever opportunity presents itself, just and just embrace it.
3: All right, you say it's a dream, and, and in doing so, you kind of made me feel bad about my life a little bit because I, <laughs> I, I guess I'd rather be a pro football player. Here's a nightmare, though, for you or anyone else who has to try and do this. What would be, what's, a, what's a worse proposition, having to meet DeMarco Murray in the hole or Marshawn Lynch? Who's the worst guy to have to tackle? Or is it a wiggly guy like Shady McCoy?
2: I think it's a wiggly guy. Um, I have no problem with guys who try to run through me. I'm pretty sure you, <laughs> you, can, you can ask both of those guys who are just, like, trying to run through me. But, um, you know, I think it's more guys that just try to make you miss, uh, you know, like a LaShawn McCoy or, you know, like a Percy Harvin, like we talked about before. Those guys, you know, you just never know what's coming, you know. But when you see a Marshawn Lynch or DeMarco Murray, you know what you're going to get and you're prepared for it. And, you know, uh, very few times in the NFL or in my football career – you know, since I've been seven, I've been knocked down, so uh, I don't have a problem with that.
3: All right, let's talk about uh, something else. I was looking, uh, I was doing some research on you online, and I noticed that you're a big movie fan. Yes. In fact, Ryan Kerrigan was just in Sharknado Part Three. Your new teammate. Okay. Do you feel left out? That would you like to be? Are you a fan of the Sharknado series?
2: Uh, not at all. I I, I have to get into it. Uh, I hear everybody talking about it, and now that you said Ryan's in, I have to check it out just to give him crap about it. But um. I'm a huge movie fan uh, from, you know, The Dark Knight to Matilda to Life to, you know, Shawshank Redemption. So uh, Wait,
3: okay. You just named a bunch of good movies there, but then I also heard Matilda. What's that one?
2: Listen, you, you can't judge a movie based on, you know, the cover. You but isn't that a kid's movie? It's a great movie, though. It has a great story behind it.
3: I Listen. I see lots of the kids' movies. Uh-huh. I like The Incredibles a great deal. I think it was the best movie of the first 10 years of uh, of this new century. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get any pushback from me. Answer this question, though. You mentioned Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman. Right. Only human beings. Who would win? All the movie action heroes get into a big fight. Who wins? No guns allowed. But you can have your cutlery. If you have a, like a, uh, you know, a samurai sword, that right. can be. If you're Indiana Jones with the whip, okay. But no guns.
2: Only humans. Only human beings, and let's leave the superheroes out of it. Um, I'm gonna have to go with definitely Batman. I have to be Batman.
3: No, no, no superhero. But you can go Bruce Wayne.
2: Well, he's just a human. He just has gadgets. That's
3: right. But if we then allow humans, then you have to allow Iron Man. And if Iron Man's in that steel suit, who's beating him?
2: You just take the Hulk and you, you know.
3: The Hulk? Where did the Hulk come from? He's not human anymore. He's now (laughs) infused with radioactive whatevers. That's what leads me to another question, though. If Superman got in a fight with the Hulk, who would win that one? Because they're both indestructible.
2: I'm going with the Hulk all day. Do you think so? I mean, you know what can kill Superman. You don't know what can kill. Him. That's a good point. You know what? We do
3: know what uh, how you take him down. Right. I say Superman wins because the Hulk is green, but he's not Kryptonite. Superman, all he would have to do is get the Hulk by his toe, fly him out into the deep, uh, the deepest part of space, and leave him out there. Then what? What? What's your answer now, Hulk? Think, you can't. You can't
2: fly. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think the fight will be over, so I don't consider that a win.
3: All right, well, I so you're going Bruce Wayne. Uh, the correct answer is Jason Bourne. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, you ever see him beat up people with books and magazines? Yeah, and all stuff? types of things. Yeah, that's it. That, he wouldn't lose to anybody.
2: The guy from but, Taken, what about him?
3: He's a little old. He's long in the tooth. He was Jason Bourne <laughs> 20 years ago, but right. now, like you say, Father in Time is undefeated, so undefeated. I don't think it would take him. Yeah. Um, who, when they make the Pot Roast Knighton life story, what actor should play you?
2: Wow. Um I'm going to go with mm, I'll go with Ice Cube.
3: I knew you were going to go that way because as I asked it, I looked at you. You have his brow. That's don't what
2: you? everyone says. You do. You
3: really like right, right in yeah. here you have a Yeah, you have that
2: same demeanor. So, yeah.
3: The same demeanor, really. Yeah, on the gridiron? you're a delightful man
2: here. Yeah, I know, but he, you know, people say I don't come off as a nice person till they talk to me cuz you know, I don't walk down the street with a friendly face, you know what I mean? So Mm-hmm. I think he has that same type of you know, same type of demeanor. He just has that attitude.
3: Can you do that menacing kind of like raised eyebrow that he does? Not really. I don't need to do all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, nominate an NFL-eligible animal. What does that mean? Black Tie wrote this down. Nominate an NFL. That's the
4: question you ask about the animal you want to see in an NFL field. Oh yes, yes, yes.
3: We had an interesting conversation uh-huh. the other day about um, about. You, did you see that shark jump up at the surfer the other day? Oh yeah, this yeah, weekend? yeah. Uh-huh. Well, football's more entertaining, but just the same, I thought that really jazzed up that sport. What right. animal could we put under the gridiron that would jazz things up in uh, in pro football? Let uh, it run free, do its business.
2: Run free, yeah. Um. I would have to go anybody like like a lion, tiger, that type of animal.
3: Yeah, because it can pounce on you at any time. And right, all right. you really change the the texture of the game quite a bit. Like, yeah. oh, this,
2: we were doing really
3: <laughs> well until that lion ate RG3. Right, then it was right. downhill the rest of the yeah, way. It'd be,
2: a, it'd be a good extra defender.
3: Yeah, it would be interesting to see that. All right, great stuff. And hey, it's National Hot Dog Day. And who better to ask than is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. That's correct. Terrence Knighton, you've, pro- <laughs> you've proved informative and delightful, as I say. All the best to you with your new team, good health and all that, and uh, good luck in what figures to be a fascinating, really compelling NFC East in
2: 2015. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be a fun year for the Redskins. So.
3: Yeah, yeah. Good luck with everything, and uh, thanks for joining us, yeah, man. Thank you. All right, there he goes. The great Terrence Knighton, everybody. Damn a shake, a damn a shake, David, David, damn a shake. I liked them.
4: Yeah, I think you might have taken a shot at him, talking about, "Hey, it's National Hot Dog Day," and uh, Why's no, that a no shot? one better to ask. I'm surprised he didn't swing at you. That I'm pretty sure he's he aware.
3: I'm pretty sure he's aware that he eats a lot of food. I mean, occupational hazard, right? I listen. I'm not knocking him. I liked them. I liked them quite a bit. Um, all right, now in Studio 66, joining us as promised at the top of the show, our main man, the main man. Of fantasy here at NFL Media. He's a Hall of Famer, after all. It's Michael Fabiano. What's the poop, fella?
5: How are you? So, National Hot Dog Day? That's right. That's what it is today. Pinks? Is that rank right up at the top there?
3: No. You know what? What Pinks in L.A. is an institution, and L.A. has lots of good food, contrary to the stereotype that uh, Knocks. You know, it all started, I don't know if it started here, but Annie Hall, if you remember, when uh, Diane Keaton moves out to Los Angeles, Woody Allen comes out to visit her, and there are a bunch of jokes there at a restaurant, a health food restaurant, and it's all wheatgrass, and the portion size is the size of, uh, of a quarter, and so on. And so L.A. is known for only health. Me- nothing could be further from the truth. The
5: food trucks.
3: I mean, That's, are you kidding me? With Between? Really think about it. What? Reputation is the least true of a city that you know the way people sort of imagine what a what a place is. Like Chicago is considered, people I still think think it's super windy in Chicago because it's the windy city. Right. When in fact that's a reference to turn of the century politicians who were windbags. That was what that was how they came to be known. Um, In LA, everybody thinks that the you can only eat health food out here. The burgers are sublime. Oh my god! Think about when the movie industry, right? The movie industry. You know, took off mid 20th century. You know, so there's a nostalgia for that era. People love their milkshakes. And oh, their, you can eat a
5: bunch of garbage out here. You
3: can and the, I mean, forget the burritos, but oh. the Mexican food and everything out yep. here. No, you think this? You think this belly happens by accident? <laughs> no, it doesn't. And that, if you think I was making fun of pot roast. I was listen. I empathize with him. If that's something to do, black tie. I, I understand what it is to to be a man of considerable carriage and still and
4: still do your job.
3: All right, Fabiano,
4: Yeah, let's kibitz. About Pro Football. Let's go ahead and just rank real quick. Top types of sandwiches. Where where does the hot dog rank? We're not in a place to have a conversation that serious.
3: Matt Money Smith wants to have that. And if we're going to have that conversation, let's do it properly. Let's get our ducks in a row. I don't want to willy nilly that. What we can talk about, though, is Knighton gave his answer. Fabiano, Mm -hmm. is a hot dog a sandwich? No. I think it is a sandwich. Although, you know, I like it. I hate it. It's in a bun. I know. Well, so it's a hot. Dog. So it's a hamburger.
5: But but that's that's not a sandwich either. No. They don't call it a hamburger sandwich.
3: That's an interesting point. What is? But actually, I guess a hot dog isn't. And really, it's the greatest compliment you can give a kind of food. Is that It is unto itself. It isn't anything except what it is, and there is no comparison to it. Right. Except then it gets murky when you start talking about other linked meats.
5: What's the best or the link? ingredients?
3: What's the linked meat, Fabiano, that's number one in Black Tie? I'll be interested in your opinion on this. A bratwurst, a hot link, a chorizo, uh-huh. an Andouille sausage, which is occasion specialty, uh-huh. uh Wiener Schnitzel. What other linked meats are? There? Kielbasa. Kielbasa. That's a favorite Kielbasa. of mine. I like. You know what you do? I'm a with fan. That? Here, that, a little
5: sauerkraut.
3: Frankfurt. Does that count? Frankfurters. That's a. That's a hot
5: That's dog. A hot, dog. It's a hot dog. Yeah, it's
3: a hot. But dog. But then there's a hot link, which I always thought was a hot dog, which it is not. A hot link is a spicy. It's red. Yes. Spicy. It's mm-hmm. delicious. Um,
5: On Coney Island, they have white hot dogs.
3: Oh, there's also Italian sausages. That's what you get. You ever go to? You ever go to Germany? Which I did once uh, many moons ago. Yeah, it it's striking like oh all your links are white and it takes a second to get to uh, to adjust your eyeball and belly to it, you know, mm-hmm. like oh it's that meat doesn't look quite right to me. Right. Um what was I going to say about the uh about the wiener though? <laughs> I don't know. What about ketchup on a wiener? No. That's incorrect. I don't understand.
5: Mustard. I don't do ketchup on eggs either. Matt Money Smith is, Matt Money Smith
3: gets up on Mount Pies about this one like no one else in the world, about if you put ketchup on your wiener, oh, you're a child. Dude. You want a sugary treat? No, <laughs> I just want ketchup on my hot dog. It's a free country, and it's not a sin to do it. And I don't care what you think, Mr. Uh, Mister Cool. Every, anyway.
5: time, every time I hear anyone talking about hot dogs, I think of The Great Outdoors. You remember that movie? Of course. With no. the raccoons? <laughs> What's in a hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> not going to say it on the air. Have you seen that movie?
4: Black Tie? Of course you Are you asking is. me? Of course not. Movie's the Great Outdoors, it.
5: John Candy, Dan Aykroyd? Oh, my goodness. I'll go
4: Bratwurst, though. In terms
3: oh,
5: of man. Okay.
4: Do that. It's like the number one thing I have to avoid when I go grocery shopping. I should know bacon's first. That's oh,
3: awesome. that's what I was going to say. Here's a little uh, tip from Damashek's Kitchen. Okay. Kids love it, and so do I, for that matter. <laughs> Take your Polish kielbasa. And instead of cooking it as a link, slice it into into silver dollars. Drop those into a pan. Now you've stamped your ticket, uh, cloud nine. I don't know why.
5: That's the way that my mother used to make. Is them. that right? And she's Italian. Not the best cook in the world for an Italian either. And she's going to yell at me if she hears that. But that's the way that with with some sauerkraut, Dave. Yeah. Oh man.
3: I make it I make it in the morning for the kids and I uh, I I put some uh, I'm not going to tell you the secret ingredients of my uh, of my famous um I call them cowboy eggs because I make them rough. Okay. okay. I don't I don't beat the eggs like you do when you scramble them. Yeah. I just throw them in the pan. Okay. And I'm, I'm not going to say Shells and all or no? I'm not saying anything okay. more except that they're delicious. Now let's talk about fantasy football, let's Fabiano. Of course, if you really want to do a deep dive and you're getting ready for your draft, like I said earlier, NFL.com, all sorts of info, more than you could possibly – um, that you can absorb on your own. It's all taken care of by the great Marcus Grant, Alex Gelhar, ranks out with his baby, but right. uh, I believe has contributed with uh, to, the, yep. to the kid already. Fabs, all the rest doing that, doing their toiling for you. And the NFL Fantasy Live podcast is also back. So go to NFL.com slash podcasts to check all that stuff out. Fabs, you wrote a piece here mm-hmm. that, uh, that caught my eye. And it is the position battles that are the most intriguing and how they're going to affect fantasy football. And I guess let's start with your favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. What, do you, uh, what do you think about is going on there? Who's going to win it? it do, you want either, do you want Joe Randall? Do you want D- Darren McFadden? Or do you just try and avoid the whole situation?
5: Yeah, as a fantasy owner, you always want to have a featured back with some upside behind a good offensive line. And I think that's Joe Randall. He averaged uh, well over five yards per carry last season, although it was in limited carries behind Demarco Murray. But the sky's the limit there, um, and I'm not saying that anyone can run behind that offensive line, but that that's one heck of a line, uh, especially with the addition of Collins there uh, after the draft. So Randall is a guy that I like. Youth, upside, potential has Tony Romo in the backfield with him. Uh, great line in front of him. Not going to see a lot of stacked fronts, so. If you pick a Cowboys running back, to me, it's Randall and McFadden's a good player, Dave. But I mean, you and I have been talking fantasy for years. Let's stop talking. He can't about stay healthy. It's
3: ridiculous already. Darren, so, do you, as a Cowboys fan, have? I mean, what? So, all right, try and distance yourself from your fandom. Okay. And you, do, at what round would you reasonably draft Darren McFadden? Never is enough. He wouldn't be one of your top two guys, right?
5: Ten-team yeah. league. I'm I'm honestly probably not even looking at him until round 8 to 10.
3: But would he be a number 3 running back for you or a number 2? 4. Really, yeah. I mean, 4. That, that's the only thing. I
5: mean, I can't. There's, there's too many running backs, especially after the 2015 class where you've got Gordon and Yeldon and maybe Gurley and Coleman and Amir Abdullah, who I absolutely love, by the way. A lot of young running backs coming into the league this year, which is good because the NFL certainly needs it. A lot of the uh, running backs – Breaking down, uh, getting a little bit older. Steven Jackson's now out of the league, of course. Chris Johnson's now out of the league. So uh, McFadden's just not someone, despite the fact that I love the Cowboys offensive line, that I'm real thrilled about.
3: Well, you mentioned Abdullah, so let's talk about mm-hmm. the Lions there. Joique Bell, the incumbent, of course. And I said earlier in this week, it's dawned on me in the last, I guess, fortnight or so, that, you know, you sort of the, – the news washes over you from free agency to, you know, what you last saw out on the field, then free agency, then the draft, and, you know, then storylines start getting batted around and you buy into them. I sort of took a look at the Lions a couple weeks ago and realized, wait a second, this team is still plenty good. And I think a guy like Abdullah has a chance at least to be what they wanted to get out of Reggie Bush last year. And, in fact – might get more touches when it's all said and done than Joyke Bell.
5: I agree. I think he could be more than Reggie Bush. The offense definitely needs that smaller scat back, uh, a guy who can catch the ball of the backfield presence, a PPR sort of player. But I think Abdullah's more than that. If you read anything about him in the offseason, when Joyke Bell's been banged up, he's missing time with an Achilles and coming off a knee, Abdullah was the best player that wasn't in pads out there. He was amazing. And... He's only 5'9", he's not a big dude, but we've seen small running backs thrive at the NFL level, so that wouldn't be a first. And I do agree with you. If I have to pick between Bell and Abdullah in a draft, I'm taking Abdullah. Standard PPR doesn't matter, and I would not be shocked if he led that team in backfield touches in 2015. Bell's a good back, but he's coming off of the two injuries I mean and let's be honest with you he's not a game-breaking type of running back that the Lions have to have out on the football field Abdullah could be that player
3: yeah I, I and you know like I said about the Lions like the the, the um, adjective I used is I feel like as a team they're right. You know, mm-hmm. I, this is what they are now. This is this is for better or worse. I'm sure they wish they were further along. I'm sure they wish they would have taken down your cowboys in Big D last so, January. Some, some people
5: think they did.
3: Well, yeah, and <laughs> and see where that thing goes. But either way, this is is that. I mean, and imagine uh, for, uh, as far as that goes. Imagine how we would regard that Lions team, even without and Sue, Mm -hmm. if they would have beaten the Cowboys in Big D. What if they would have done that and then put on a good show, at the very least, in Seattle? I think that's where they would have gone the following week. If they would have been game for that one, I think we would hold them in higher regard than we do. Everybody has just assumed they're going down, but I think Calvin Johnson has been a little quiet by his standard.
5: Was hurt last year, missed three games, and was banged up in a few others. And I think he has
3: a big oh, – sure. I think this is a big one for him. I think they, sell, sure. they sort of see their football mortality, or at least Calvin Johnson does. That's been talked about a lot now. In yeah. the la- Hasn't it this offseason? There's sure. been a lot of talk about, get Calvin Johnson done? You know, well, wait a what, second. What is he, what? he 40 got years here. old? Yeah, I know. he's he he did. One, one I feel like he no only career. got here a few years ago.
5: The, the player that you, you can't depend on anymore from that roster is Matthew Stafford. Hmm. You remember that season where he had over 5,000 passing yards? I think he had 41 touchdown passes, and people thought that was going to be what you would see from him year in and year out? Well, that actually has been the anomaly. Mm-hmm. That was his one big year. Other than know, that, he's weird. had some good years, but not great, not elite from a fantasy standpoint. So. Stafford's his value is dropping to the point where last year he was probably picked in the first 5 or 6 rounds now I almost guarantee you can get you know him what, after round 8
3: As we talk this out, I think he's a sneaky good play in fantasy this year because Eric Ebron should be better. The first round tight end of last year was sort of a flop, but he, and by all accounts, is ready to bounce back. Golden Tate had the nice year. Now what if you put Calvin Johnson Mm -hmm. at his best out there and then Abdullah who can catch the ball as well. Things are set up for him to Stafford to have a nice year.
5: They are. Stafford, I I just fear that he is what he is, and uh, I I don't know that I want to draft him. Uh, among the top five players at that position.
3: Yeah, I guess maybe he's got a little Jay Cutler to him at this point, like you say, a little not, bit. He is what he is. Yes. Um. All right, Philadelphia Eagles wide receivers. As best you can. This mm-hmm. is a little unfair because if you hear the reports, if you read everything and believe it, then you're going to really doom your fantasy team. Um. If you believe what all the coaches say, hey, this guy looks great. No one ever says this guy looks terrible. We're we're surprised. Oh, sure. yeah. We're surprised that he isn't as good remember, as we thought he would be. Remember
5: when we heard uh. uh the the Buffalo Bills old offensive coordinator was uh, Hackett, who said, we're going to give C.J. Spiller the ball until he throws up. <laughs> and he was terrible that season. Everybody was in love with him.
3: <laughs> so never is this truer than with the Philadelphia Eagles. But best you can. Try and divine for us what we're going to see here. I, I mean, I don't know with the running backs. Let's talk with, about the wide receivers, okay. first of all. Jordan Matthews, to you, the clear-cut number one guy.
5: From a fantasy perspective, sure. No question. Had had a good, not great rookie year, but can build on it because Macklin's gone.
3: And the way Chip Kelly runs things, he does. he's one of those coaches that ch- tries to take advantage of a matchup. I know sure. to some degree all NFL teams do that, but Chip Kelly really devotes himself to. So there are going to be weeks where Jordan Matthews or any other Eagles pass catcher Is uh, catches eight or ten balls and Mm -hmm. has a big week, and then the next week will be a zero for you. Jordan Matthews, you feel, is the best bet, including the tight ends?
5: Yes, a wide receiver for sure, and I think in terms of all their pass catchers, you're looking at Jordan Matthews being the most highly regarded. Zach Ertz, who we've talked about for the last couple of years since he's been in the league, very talented, can catch the ball uh, pretty proficiently. The issue with him last year was that he lost a lot of snaps. He only played in about fifty percent of the offensive snaps. If that number can get up to sixty-five or seventy, you're looking at a guy who's got a shot to break out. And also uh, Nelson Aguilar, and you know me.
3: I was just going to say I don't
5: love USC wide receivers at the NFL level because name me the last one that was really good. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson, and that oh, drafted in what ninety? Skipping somebody? And no, I I'm not.
3: Think of through.
5: No, I'm not. Really good in fantasy?
3: Steve Smith. Steve Smith. He had me. one good year. Dave. you just said he good. had one good Steve year. Steve Smith, the Wait other one, not oh, not Wait a minute, not, not the Ravens Panther. Steve Smith, one good when he year, was on the Giants, does not that make one, a career, my not friend. That one year, he won me a fantasy. Okay, league.
5: well then you've got a soft spot in your heart for not him
3: because he was terrific that year, and then he hurt his one knee. One year, so you know what uh, ruined I, his I knee. Mean, I mean, listen,
5: Rashawn Salam rushed for a thousand yards in this league. Does that make him great? No. He wow. joins a list of other Colorado running to answer backs your who are great at the know, running back position. Here's
3: here's another Damushek sleeper for you. Okay, you don't have to grab him too early. wait till round 15, 16. I know later. who you're going to say, Marquise Lee.
5: I'm so I I can't I can't agree with you there. Um, you'll see, but
3: you'll all see.
5: Jacksonville's got some improving to do. If you're going to draft a Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver, it's Allen Robinson, my friend.
3: I, I that's
5: know, a player that I like.
3: He was he was looking good until he got hurt. The Penn State rookie yes, of yes. 2014. Yeah, he's gonna. I, yeah, I, I hear you, but again, at that stage in a fantasy draft, go for somebody who has a chance to be dynamic. Sure, and so Marquise Lee is that guy in my book. That's I mean he's a burner
5: late rounder. Yeah, I mean listen, I'm not always right. That's that's for sure, right? So um, he's obviously someone that you can take as a five late. I mean. Aguilar is going to go in that same category. He's going to be like a, a four if you're in a 12-team league and a five if you're in a 10-team league. Uh, a guy that you're you're picking based on, hey, there's some potential here to score fantasy points. That always doesn't always come to fruition, uh, Monte Ball in 2014, but it can happen, and that's the smart play. You always go with younger players who have the potential to break out uh, in, in the upcoming season.
3: Um, the Cleveland Browns are intriguing. Because, they are? In who, fantasy?
5: Really? Where?
3: Oh, I think so. Absolutely. Okay. Don't, I, really don't, do. don't I talk, just wrote a piece that you don't can talk read. talk Dwayne Bow to me. At NFL.com, in fact, you can read uh, a piece I just wrote about why the Browns need to start Johnny Football, not Josh McCown. Enough with the conservative stuff, but the Browns...
5: There's one player on this roster I love.
3: Well, but by necessity, the Browns' offense has to be conservative. They don't have, whether right. it's McCown or yeah. Johnny Football, mm-hmm. they're probably not going to light the world. Uh, they got to run
5: it a ton. Like they're going to they run it year. a ton,
3: and as it happens, they're built to do exactly that. They mm-hmm. should be able to really grind you, especially with that nice defense they have. They're They're, they're going to be trouble for some teams they're gonna they're, they're not gonna be a pushover I don't think whatever off-field stuff is going on in the front office between the GM and head coach mm-hmm. who do you like I uh, Isaiah Crowell looked for real last year to me and then there's Terrence West I don't know what what role he plays but then they go and get Duke Johnson there you go the head's- buddy you like Duke Johnson
5: Clinton has told me that Duke Johnson will be the starter by week four and I wouldn't be surprised if he was right. You know me. I love trends. We, we did, You
3: also love name dropping. We did
5: NFL. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know <laughs> that about me, too. We've been doing NFL Fantasy Live together for years. So Duke Johnson is someone who broke all the records, uh, at, at the Miami of Florida, and I'm not talking about having, you know, a bunch of dogs before him. You got Portis, you got Frank Gore, you got Willis McGahee. I mean, you got some horses there. Lamar Miller. I like the trend of Miami of Florida one. running one backs. One guy who's
3: going to the Hall of are Fame putting, in the next 10 years. Uh, I, go ahead. Edge James. Yes. All right. So
5: you have got a litany of really great running backs to come out of that school.
3: Lamar not your poop. <laughs> yeah remember that guy. He went to the U.
5: Green Bay Packers. Uh, I do remember that, Pittsburgh yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers. And if you don't know the story Dave's talking about, just uh, Look it up. go ahead on Google. Davenport Everybody knows. And dump. Um, but I do like Duke Johnson. They're utilizing him, at least in OTAs, they were utilizing him a lot out of the slot as a receiver a very versatile running back, and I think he's more dynamic than either Crowell or Terrence West. Now, Crowell is likely to open the season as the starter. He's probably going to be the first Browns running back that will be drafted in fantasy, but if you've got a four or five spot open at running back, go ahead and take Duke Johnson because, remember, just because a guy doesn't start the season atop the depth chart doesn't mean he can't finish it there a la C.J. Anderson last season, a la Odell Beckham Jr. last season. So, you you want to draft for a season's long worth of production, but a lot of times late, take a chance on a guy who's got potential who may not get the chance to start right away, but could earn it as the season rolls on.
3: I agree with that in broad strokes, but I think in Duke Johnson's case, I bet you people are going to reach to get him a little bit too early. I think if I have to have one, Crowell's the guy. I mean, the the way that team is built, Mike Pettin's background, I think they're going to try. I mean, when it when push comes to shove in week one they're going to try and grind Isaiah Crow out. The problem that could arise. I bet you you he's one of these guys that gets 20 carries a game, which is sort of a rarity at this point.
5: See, that's where I would disagree because they've got three backs there. I don't know if any one of them is going to get 20 a game. Even last year they had two, unless you want to count Ben Tate there for a couple of weeks. but. There wasn't a guy who was getting 20 carries week in and week out. One week it was West, and then the following week we said, hey, we like West. Then it's Crowell. It was almost like Shanahanigan's going on in Cleveland. And oh, by the way, who was the OC uh, in Cleveland last year? Mm -hmm. A Shanahan. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm
5: -hmm. Uh, And now he's in Atlanta. So I like Johnson more along the lines of I can get him later than I can get Crowell, and I like his upside a little bit more.
3: Well, to name drop, last week we had a uh, a great time with uh, Juice Landry who paid us a visit here. In Studio great
5: 6, PPR player. 84 catches as a rookie. That's right. And,
3: yeah. uh, and he caught a bunch of other things, too. I did. I yeah. saw it, the baby. Yeah, you can catch a yeah. baby. Mm-hmm. He, ca- he caught coins. Loose mm-hmm. change from my pocket. He caught it with a plum. He mm-hmm. caught uh, uh, a shuttlecock. So, anyway, he's very One of good. the most
5: underrated games, by the way. Badminton? I love badminton.
3: You're a grown man. Come on for the kids to go out there.
4: No, come on. It's a good I mean, game. It's a fun game. I it's agree. fun.
3: Good. Let's have a tournament. Let's Black do guy it versus Fabiano. I'm I'll certainly watch and laugh. I'd be more than happy to. You could be, be the spectator. line judge. All right, yeah. I'm in. The Dolphins, though. So Jarvis Landry, mm-hmm. and you know it's hard to get a read. I guess on Devontae Parker. I do think Ryan Tannehill is talk about it. I mean this this thing about guys who come into the league and, you know, they're ready to go because they played in a pro-style offense. Tannehill only played QB for one year in college. He's new to the position. He didn't play it in high school. You know, this is a new thing for him. I think now in year four, I think he takes off fully. He's looked good, obviously. Yep. I think the offensive line is strong. Mm-hmm. Lamar Miller back there to, to take some pressure off yeah, the pass
5: also. Who do you like? That yeah, mix. that's right.
3: He might end up with a, talk about a guy who might uh, finish the year with the gig. Um, even though he's probably not going to start the year with it, uh, be on the lookout for him. But all right, what pass catcher do you like? You like you, you, you... I do like
5: Landry um, because I think he's going to see the most targets uh, in that pass attack. Remember Devonte Parker's got that foot. We're not sure if he's going to be back in time for week one. And I don't know that he'd be involved in training camp. So he's going to be behind the eight ball a little bit. You've got Kenny Stills in there can stretch the defense, but I don't know that he's a guy who's going to give you a lot of volume in terms of catches, and then you've got Jordan Cameron at tight end who had that one great season under North Turner. And ever since then, everyone's been waiting for him to have another. And I don't know if it's going to happen. He just
3: keeps getting hurt. Keeps and then getting there's hurt. Greg Jennings, don't forget.
5: You've also got Greg Jennings in the mix. So there's a lot of miles to feed there. Uh, if Parker was healthy, I, I would like him a little bit more, obviously. But I'm going to go with Jarvis, and I'm going to go with the fact that he very quietly had over 80 catches last year and could really help you, especially in a PPR league. But Tannehill is another one interesting.
3: Yeah, uh, I like him a lot. But He was 10th
5: in fantasy points in quarterback last season.
3: Are Is Jordan Cameron a top 10 tight end, or is he a backup?
5: He is right on the edge. But also remember, Dave, the position's bad this year. I mean, you, you have Gronk, you have Graham, you have Olsen, Kelsey, who had a good year last year, were expecting more. Marty Bennett, know, had a really Bebo good year. I know, but people get
3: crazy about Travis Kelsey. That, he hasn't really done no, hasn't put a big number.
5: He in. was inconsistent last season. But after that, Dave, you've got Zach Ertz, who we like, but can he do it? Jason Witten. Uh, you've got a guy like Jordan Cameron. You've got players with upside who maybe take the next step, like Austin Safarian Jenkins, like Ebron, who you right. mentioned earlier. Then you've got some of the older veterans, like – uh, Heath Miller, can Vernon Davis bounce back? And then you lose Antonio Gates for four games. He was the second highest scoring tight end in fantasy last year. So the position is not good at all from a depth perspective. Uh, so if you don't get one of the top five tight ends, you're waiting until after round 10.
3: That's right. And, I, and that's uh, that's something I do. If I can get Gronk and he's a, he should be a first-round pick, especially if it's a 12-team league So at the back end. But let me ask you a round. question.
5: Is he a first-round pick? even if Garoppolo is starting four games?
3: Well, first of all, I don't think that's going to happen. But, okay. all right. but, uh, but okay. uh, to answer your question, yeah, I do think so. Okay. I think I mean, that's uh, the old mantra that sometimes proves to be true and sometimes it isn't. But Gronk, no matter what, no matter who's at the trigger, Gronk is the best option that they have catching oh, passes. Sure, sure. So Garoppolo likely is going to continue to look for that dependable target. People always say, oh, young QB loves his tight end, but... Some some guys never find he the He looks like as a as
5: young Damashek, Doesn't that, Garoppolo? Looks like a young Damashek. Oh, that's nice of
3: you to say. He is Without very the beard? handsome. He's very ha- He's not as handsome as Tom Brady.
5: Definitely the best-looking quarterback duo in the league, though, right? I mean, you'd have well to think.
3: I've, I've said it before. I say it again. Brady's
4: handsomeness is right? crazy. It's insane. Garoppolo is definitely more handsome than Tom Brady. Says you. Even close. Wow. Okay. Says you. Brady's chism. I'll say this. Check. He's got Check. Giselle. Check. I'll say I you're more handsome than freaking Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady is boy, that's really kissing up. Tom Brady up. is regular. He's a regular dude. Let's be honest. He wants more airtime, Dave.
3: No, I mean, I what, <laughs> I think where you're getting confused, uh, black tie. Appreciate the compliment, but where you really, you know you me, and so, so to Tom know Brady. me is to know that I give off heat. Uh, you know, uh, I I mean, I like it. There's something animal about me, and you feel <laughs> that. Not at um, all. I just, like I've said uh, before, it's probably what it was like to hang around with Brando in the streetcar uh, era. You know, it's it's that that's what I am. I'm unhinged, you know, unhing unhinged sexuality personified. And <laughs> you get that. But if you just see me, no, Brady's back.
5: Speaking of Brando, did you see Godfather?
4: I did. Fantastic. Two you made him watch. It. I haven't seen two yet. Please,
5: two. just as good as one. But don't like watch three. Garbage.
4: No, I think
3: you know what? <laughs> no, it was not. It, was not, not it was
5: not good at all. It's
3: not bad. You're it was like Rocky it to... Five. It was terrible. No no no. It's yes. It's not a good movie, no. but it's not as bad as people make it out to be. Uh, it just as you're I, comparing it to two of the greatest movies of all time, know, so that's it was, why. It was, okay, it was bad. Though. All right, so you just did real quick. So that's uh, good stuff there. And real quick, let's talk about the PPR mock draft. I've never done yeah. a PPR league. I don't. At this late stage of my life, I can't go into the way to go. But I is love it gaining it. popularity? Overall, is it a sure. more popular format? Well,
5: now? no, it's not more popular. PPR than is standard. Uh, points
3: per reception, obviously.
5: It's not more popular than standard leagues. Uh, well, because first off, a lot of people out there play in these NFL managed leagues, which are standard. They're not PPR. But among people who have commissioners who uh, like to like to play in a league that that's sort of not the everyday scoring system, yeah, PPR is, is very popular, in fact. Any league that I'm the commissioner of is a PPR league.
3: Wow. I love it. You know, it. any league I ever am the commissioner of, which is zero, but <laughs> I am in a league that we do this. The auction is the way to go. I know yeah.
5: you love the auction.
3: I don't know why you don't. It's uh, that's, no, way, that's way better. It's no. fun. It's fun. It's, it's spellbinding. But
5: I have to also cater to my audience, which mostly is in serpentine drafts.
3: What is to learn from, this, uh, from the mock draft that you can peruse at NFL.com? The that mock draft. you
5: should wait on a quarterback. I had – uh, no quarterback going into round 10, and got Cam Newton. And then in round 11, I took your friend Tom Brady. And if Brady is suspended four games uh, going into the season, I will target him in every single draft as my QB2 and laugh all the way to the bank when he comes back and I have him from week five to the end of the season. Um, I went I don't, know, I don't know about that. At Why? his
3: age, at his age. You yeah, he was, after you the do.
5: first four weeks, he was fantastic last year.
3: Is that a statistic? I mean, he was amazing.
5: He was being dropped in leagues after four weeks. Everyone thought he was washed up. You remember that game against Kansas City? Of course I do. They wrecked him. He was terrible. And then all of a sudden, like, the light came on suddenly, and he was throwing the football like he was 10 years
3: younger. Um, Okay, so in PPR, wait on a QB – But go after
5: running backs and wide receivers early, early, early.
3: Our annual conversation, you and I, and I go back and forth. You stay consistent. You always say, wait on QB, wait on QB. That's the cardinal rule of Fabiano Mm -hmm. is to wait on a QB. Damashek in 2015 is back on draft a QB high. I go back and forth on this. Which
5: means that you're going to take Rodgers or Luck in the first round, and James Cole will take one of those two quarterbacks uh, in the first round as well.
3: Okay. The so that's what that's my message. Mm-hmm. ex cardinal rule, not cardinal's rule, for this season <laughs> in particular. Get I'm not saying take any QB you like. Rogers and Luck. Mm-hmm. We are at a crossroads. Everybody knows Peyton's old, Brady's old, Breeze is pretty old. He's getting up there. Even Eli Rivers and Big Ben are are no uh, spring chickens themselves. And a lot of these guys are starting to transition. The for Even the last five years, guys are transitioning now from being running QBs into more traditional guys. Mm-hmm. All this amounts to there are only two very dependable QBs, Rodgers and Luck. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get one of those guys, you're rolling the dice, and the likelihood is that there is going to be a cavernous drop-off from number two to number three at that position, Get a QB, Fabiano. No, I won't do it. I agree
5: with you about the reliability. Did you know that since Rodgers took over for Favre that he has been one or two in fantasy scoring every year except for 2013, which is when he got hurt and missed seven games? Amazingly reliable. The problem is if I miss on getting a running back or an elite wide receiver in round one, and I wait, okay, uh, and I get my quarterback Say in round 10, round 11, look at the running backs that you're going to get in that area and look at the running backs you're going to get in round one where you would have missed on one because you took a quarterback.
3: I hear you, but if I get... If I mean, I, I could, got Cam Newton if I and go, Tom
5: Brady, and the best running backs out there are backups.
3: If I have the 10th pick in a 10-team league, if I could go Gronk-Rodgers, I will be so far ahead of the game at those two positions... Whatever running backs I slot in there will not be enough to make up that difference. You would
5: need to hit a home run big time in your backfield. You would need to hit on a C.J. Anderson. You would need to hit on a player that people were nope. talking about, if like Rogers a Justin run, Forsett.
3: My next three picks would be running backs, maybe my next four. And one well, of those would Who's going to
5: be your number one wide receiver? Dwayne Bowe? What?
3: Listen. I would have such a okay. big difference okay. at two positions that are not uh, very deep that I think I would roll with that and have such an edge. I want you to do that. All I right, almost I'd want like, to put you
5: at number 10 in our NFL five. Fantasy Lively. Do it. So I don't care. You can do it, and then I see what happens towards you the know end what?
3: of the season. Make it so. You're, you've are you got the juice to make it happen. All right, the great Michael Fabiano, it is uh, – I, I get everybody's handle wrong. What is it, at Michael Fabiano?
5: No, that is an opera singer. At Michael underscore Fabiano is mine. I I can't remember
3: who who actually listens. What's really weird
5: is like when I get tweets from Michael Fabiano – it's like the Twilight Zone on Twitter. It's very odd. They
3: must be pretty surprised by the response you get. And he gets
5: questions. fantasy football questions. He's like, what the heck is this?
3: I would like you to answer the opera singer's questions <laughs> to the best of your ability. And they would be like, wait, what's wrong with him? It would be the equivalent of uh, Leslie Nielsen in Naked Gun. Yeah, that's right. Wait, that's, the, that's the famed opera singer answering my question? All right, so listen, Fabiano,
4: great work well, really, as always. Well, really, I've got a quick question for you. Mike yeah. Vick has been tweeting out workout videos. Real quick, what would be your top three destinations for Michael Vick? Well, I talked
3: about it last week. I wrote about it on NFL.com. Look for it. It's the reckless speculation. Sheculation, and right? Yeah, that's the editors did the sheculation. Buffalo Bills. Even for me, that's a little too just, far. But all got Buffalo
5: Bills, no? With Rex Ryan?
4: At I feel good. just called you out on Twitter for your puns and reckless.
3: I didn't speculation. say I didn't come up with reckless sheculation. That wasn't me. And, that, in fact, shouldn't it be sheckless speculation? Yeah, we've got it. Wouldn't that be better, sheckless speculation? Anyway, um, I said it, and uh, here's the thing. Andy Dalton is not going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. We, I, I think most people agree with that. Even uh, Bengals fans who love the team and hope they win the Super Bowl, don't think 14's getting it done for them. Mm-hmm. Now, people then laugh when I say, well, so then they should bring Mike Vick in. They say, well, that's ridiculous. Well, one thing we know is that Andy Dalton ain't going to do it. So don't you take a chance with anybody but him. That one thing you do know. If I said let's drive across the country right now, and there are only two cars in my garage, Black Tie, please, we're trying to answer your question. Stop kibitzing back there with McG and listen to my answer.
4: <laughs> you went off the rails. I'm...
3: If we get, if, if the idea is we have to drive from one end of this country to the other, and there are two cars in your garage, one. We have tried to take on road trips before, and it got us most. Of, it, got, it got us two-thirds of the way there, and then it pooped out twice on the road. Or there's an experimental kind of car that we haven't gotten behind the wheel. We've never driven it. Which car are you going to try to take across the country? The experimental car is the answer, correct? Yes. Ergo, Mike Vick is a better choice. At least you have a chance because you know the other car has already tried and failed. I'm taking the station wagon
5: for vacation. That's what I'm taking. I
3: think you're getting confused, Mike. <laughs> Mike Vick. Do you like him anywhere There,
5: uh, it, from a you're fantasy not gonna perspective. On fantasy Come on. Level. No, of course not. All right. I like got, him in Buffalo. What about Buffalo? Their quarterbacks are lousy there.
3: Rex Ryan. I know. Uh, so many teams are. I mean, really, for all the talk about, about Tyrod, quarterback. Quarterback's the only position that matters. You have to have one to win it all. All that, and yet. They're so hard to come by that all these teams are so good except at that position. The Jets, mm-hmm. the Bills, the Bengals. Texans. There's so many teams that are that would be legitimate threats to win the whole thing if they had not a top five QB. If they had a top 12 QB, you would say, ah, I like that team to win it all, and they're so far away at the one position that matters most. Anyhow, thanks for jumping in here, Fabiano. I got it, pal. Thanks to, uh, to Pot Roast Knight and a pleasure to kibitz with him. Thanks to Black Tie and all the fellows behind the glass for all their toil on the show. We'll be back with more hooey and applesauce later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.